Welcome to Level Playing Field, a podcast about video games. I'm your host, Andrew Kimball, and joining me today is Dylan Wren. Hey. Aubrey Kimball. Hello. And Joe Summer. Hi. And today we're talking about our backlogs. Before we get to that, though, I want to let everyone know that if you've got feedback or questions, email us at lpfgamespodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out our website, which is www.lpfgaming.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Level Playing Field Gaming. Now, before we get into it, hopefully by the time this is live, we'll have some content on YouTube. So I've already put a couple Bloodborne boss fights on there. I'm working on some Final Fantasy content. Uh, Dylan just got his capture card, so he's been playing around with it. So feel free to check that out. Subscribe. Write in. Let us know if you like it or what you'd like to see us do. And um, we'd really appreciate that. It's Level Playing Field Gaming on YouTube. Right now it's the same, same kind of like little picture as our podcast, but I'm working on coming up with some new artwork, so who knows by then. But we'd really appreciate it if you would check it out. And we just wanted to thank all of you guys again for listening, all the fans who keep coming back for more. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy this one as well. So because we're talking about backlogs, probably going to wrap like tie our uh what we've been playing segment into it so let's just go ahead and dive right into our main topic backlogs yeah. now we we always have like a run of show document that we kind of put stuff into unless your name is joe and looking at this list is kind of shocking and and depressing like i see some games on here Okay, look. Dylan. <laughs> you can't kick Aubrey and I both off for not having completed <laughs> The Witcher 3. It's like half the show. You've got Red Dead 2 on there. You've got Breath of the Wild on there. Okay, but like Breath of the Wild has only been on for like a very short amount of time because I have only had a, the ability to play it for about five months. <laughs> <laughs> Only five months. Yeah, relatively speaking, compared to some others, that's a short period of time. For me. But like, <laughs> when I got my Switch in Breath of the Wild, I didn't play anything else until I had beat it. So Yeah. <laughs> Animal Crossing really threw a wrench in the Breath of the Wild <laughs> gears there. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see that. So, yeah, backlogs. We've all got some pretty serious lists going on. We've all got... like. For me, when I say backlog, I mean games that I own that I want to play but haven't yet. Yeah. Because obviously I have a bunch of games that are in my like library that maybe I got with, you know, PlayStation Plus or Games with Gold or it was super cheap so I just picked it up, but like realistically will I ever play it or real like is it it's not something like Breath of the Wild where it's like I know I need to play that but it is something that I own. I don't consider that like my backlog. Yeah. I'm not sure if it, it's, if it's the same for you guys or if you have a, like a different criteria that you. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like some of it comes down to how you tend to play games. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like for you, a lot of times when you sit down and play, like when you start a game, there's a pretty decent chance that you're going to like sit down, play that you know, you, you seem to have maybe like one or two main games you play at a time and you usually play those to completion. Yeah. Whereas I feel like for me, when I sit down, I've got like 15 games that I kind of swap back and forth between. <laughs> and I feel like that contrib cause my backlog is a little bit different, you know, like I've definitely got stuff on there. That's like, I own it and I keep meaning to play it and just have never played it. But most of mine are like, here's a game that I've started played for maybe like five or 10 hours um, and have like something else came out and I got distracted and I just, it's one that I keep meaning to get back to and finish, you know, same, same, except it's not even that something came out. It's just that I got a different game that I was like, Oh, I should play that too. And then the cycle repeats. Yeah. Cause most of mine, I, I didn't get something new that distracted me. It's, 
well, it was new to me, but it's like, oh, I picked up a game that's five years old that's been on sale and I'm going to play that for five or 10 hours until Mm -hmm. I swap back to something else that I get on sale or I swap to like my mainstays of like Monster Hunter or Halo or whatever Call of Duty is the new one right now. So I used to very much fall in that camp of like I would be going back and forth between a couple different games and then there would be something on sale and I would go, Oh, I want to play that. And then I'd get it. And then like something would fall off and I'd go, Oh, I should really go and play that more. Um, But then as lately in the last year, two years, uh, I've recognized that pattern enough times to talk myself out of it. Mm -hmm. Half the time I'll like see something on sale and I'll, Stop and evaluate, like, am I really going to play this anytime soon? Can I let it go to the next sale? Uh, And that's cut down on a lot of those, like, titles that just stare at you. I still have, like, Game Game Pass and the stuff that Epic gives out. I've still got a list of those where I'll, like, oh, let me just tuck that away. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I never get, like, Epic was giving out GTA V. And, uh... It was like, oh, that might be fun to play through the like single player again or like see if, if there's any... I don't know where mods ended up with GTA V, but if there are some, those might yeah, be Yeah, it's got lots of mods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a good chance that it might just sit there in the library and look at me for six months before I do anything about it. Well, I have yeah. two points on what you just said. One, I did that exact thing you're talking about. They had Dark Souls on sale recently, one and three, like one remastered and three. And because I wrapped up Bloodborne, I was like, ooh, I think I'm going to get those. And then I was like, well, I have Sekiro. I need to play Final Fantasy. So like you said, can I wait for the next sale? Probably. And then my second point, you mentioned GTA on Epic. If you download that, which at this point, if you're listening to this, it's probably too late, but they give you like a $10 gift card too mm-hmm. for use in the Epic store. So it's worth it just for that alone, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can get the, you can also get the gift card without getting GTA, I think. Mm. I don't know. Somebody I followed on Twitter, like put the link out and said, go here to claim your gift card. And it had happened that I also had already claimed GTA, so maybe yeah. I just bypassed that screen. But the the person who tweeted it out didn't say anything about GTA. Yeah, gotcha. I, it would make sense because if you've got someone who's under eighteen, like they may not be able to claim GTA, um, and so they but they would still get the gift card. But yeah, I'm I'm like the opposite of you, Andrew and Joe, <laughs> because I'm the one that's got. Dark Souls Remastered, Dark Souls 2, and Dark Souls 3 all installed, and I'll just kind of switch between all three of them randomly. (laughs) That's that's a mess. (laughs) Because I never have finished Dark Souls 3, and I love Dark Souls 1 and 2, and keep going back and playing them again Uh when I hit a wall in 3. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's like I I fall back on my backlog when I don't know what I want to play kind of thing. Like, I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I just finished a game or something, and I don't know what I want to play. And so I go into my library, and I'm like, I'll try this. Uh, it's not grabbing me. I'll try this. Uh, it's not. Gra-. And then and then if something grabs me, I usually play it to completion. If not, I usually hop around until something big that I was excited for, like, you know, your Red Dead 2 or something comes mm-hmm. out. And then I just jump on that, and it, it consumes all my time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think some of my backlog in more recent years has been more of like a stage of life sort of thing. Um, I think we've talked about this on some previous episodes too, but just like a lot of the games on my backlog list um, are games that are more story based and more like narrative more um, or just require a lot of like time and like attention. Um, Yeah. Cause monster hunter doesn't require a lot of time. Yeah, because Monster Hunter, you can hop in, you can do like a hunt for 30 minutes and then you're done. Um, Whereas, you know, if like I I really want to finish The Witcher 3, but I know that that's like a 30 to 40 hour experience the way I'm playing it. And it's not a 30 or 40 hour experience where I can just like run around and do nothing. 
uh, like have a podcast on or like if I've had a busy day, I can kind of just zone out. It's like it's 40 hours that I want to like pay attention to. And so a lot of times I just don't have the like mental capacity to deal with that. And so I just don't play that game, um, even though it's one that eventually you're going to kick me off the podcast for not having finished. So. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, or like you said, I'd have to kick yeah. multiple people off if that were the case. Well, <laughs> and I guess the other thing with the Witcher three is like, I know I've got like 40 hours to complete the main story. Um, and then I've got the two DLCs that I have to play. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dylan pretty much hit the nail on the head for, me as well as to why I was looking through my backlog and it's all these big triple a story driven. I mean, masterpieces, most of them. And half the time I find myself now resorting to animal crossing. Cause it's hop in, do your dailies play around if you want. Um, or some weird $2 game that I got on sale in the Nintendo store, or, you know, on steam or something. It's like a weird indie title or, a, you know, a search and find or something with really simple game mechanics that I don't have to pay super close attention to just to scratch the itch. Cause I mean, booting up the Witcher three just sounds exhausting right now. <laughs> like just the thought of it makes me tired. I, I will say that I, have less a problem with backlogs but i do have a problem with like there's games that i want to play more of but never get around to like i've got my repeat playthroughs of the witcher 3 or divinity uh or uh like the darksiders remaster it's all the games where i've gone and i've started to play them again Mm -hmm. or uh open-ended games like there's a lot of those joe games that (laughs) <laughs> you don't really have like you don't beat them you just play them over again like i got uh banner lord and i've played some mm-hmm. of that but i've not played as much as i maybe want to and so i have those kinds of games that just stack up uh, yeah. i just bought hearts of iron 4 which is a, a joe of the joes kind of game <laughs> and uh that's another one it's like i've played it here and there but the company that makes it makes other games that i want to play more of and I just will like juggle between them and never quite feel like I've caught up. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I've come to rely on like if it, if I'm really into a game, then I'm going to want to play that game over others. And if it's not doing it for me, then I shouldn't force myself. Like I started mm-hmm. Dark Souls 3 a couple of weeks ago. Or maybe it was like more like a week ago, but two recordings ago. Um mm-hmm with the way we do things one or two this is the you second think. recording since i've started dark souls <laughs> you um, talked about it on the last yeah. episode yeah so and that's been one that's like that grabbed me and mm-hmm. like i would rather play that than like anything else in my backlog mm-hmm. and so it's like well i'm not going to force myself to sit down and play uh some more plague ink just cuz i feel like i have to when like the thing i'm having fun with is dark souls right now yeah, yeah, that's what that's like what I crave when I'm playing games and I'm glad I found it with Bloodborne is like like you're talking about something that grabs you and that's like all you're thinking about at work and you want to get home and play more of it kind of thing. And so that's like what I was saying when I usually when I don't have that is when I start like digging through my backlog and being like, well, I never tried this. Let me see if that does it for me. And then mm-hmm. hopefully something does. And if not, I just keep bouncing around until something comes out that does grab me like that because that i kind of go by that same mindset where it's like if i'm not enjoying it or like if it feels tedious or isn't just like grabbing me then there's probably something else that will because there's so many games out there now and so many good games they just may not be games that appeal to you or they might not appeal to you in that moment like bloodborne grabbed me this time but i tried to play it like a year ago and it it wasn't doing it for me. So mm-hmm. you, you never know. Sometimes you revisit something and then it just clicks. But let's uh, let's look at our list and pick out like some of the ones that we think are the most offensive on there. <laughs> like yeah. if you like for me, looking at my list, some of the ones that like 
I, I wrote down that are, have been on there a while and that I always hear are so good or like that I know I need to play. Like I've got Tales from the Borderlands, which every time it comes up, anybody who's played it like, yep. just sings its praises. So good. Yeah. Dude, you have to play that. And I'm like, you yes, do. I know. I just haven't been in the mood for a Telltale game, I guess. I've got uh, Doom 2016, similar thing. Every mm-hmm. time it comes up, people who've played it, they're like, why have you not played that game yet? I've got all the Halos, which I feel like I need to play just... Yeah, I feel like out of all everything on your list that is the most offensive considering how long you've owned an Xbox. <laughs> I ha- if I, yeah, if I want to call myself a gamer, I need to play a Halo. <laughs> yeah. At least the campaigns. I can, yeah, I can yeah. get behind you not enjoying the multiplayer as much as like Call of Duty, even though I disagree. But... <laughs> Like the campaigns are so good, especially now that you can get all the campaigns in like a single disc slash download. You don't even have like you don't even have to like go track everything down. It's just one install, boom, and it's like the best looking and running version of the game. And you're in the XCloud beta. You could play it on your phone at work during breaks <laughs> so, not that he would ever do that i just yeah bring my Andrew's xbox a model controller to work with me uh it doesn't like x cloud's not the way i really want to play those yeah it, it was like it was fun to try actually when we went to orlando for Podfest, i brought the ipad and a controller and i booted it up and it like i've played that first level of the mm-hmm. first halo probably like four times now because xCloud is also like in super beta and yeah. so for iOS and so like it'll have save issues and stuff like that. And so I managed to play through like that first level and I mean I had some screen tearing and stuff like that but I was on hotel Wi-Fi essentially mm-hmm. and it played but it's not the optimal way to play. Yeah. But uh but yeah, Halo that is that is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And eventually we're we're I'm going to reconcile it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what What about you, Dylan? What are some of your... I mean, the most egregious is definitely The Witcher 3, just because I think I gave it like my game of the decade and stuff even. So I don't know. I'd have to go back and look and see what I... But I, I think you said it's my favorite you game. It, you would have, yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite game that I've never beaten. Um, mm-hmm. And so that one's definitely the most egregious I think on my list. Um, and then one of the others that I feel like is probably the most, like another very egregious one is like the campaigns for like Titanfall two and the newest modern warfare. Like, cause those are ones that are like four to six hours. Like that's not right. even a huge time commitment. Like so many of the games on my list, it's, mm-hmm. it's literally just like sit down and play this like for a couple of days and you'll be done with at least the campaign, you know? Right. Um, so, those are those are some of the ones that I feel like are probably most egregious for me on my list. Um, Dylan, your list is rough. I know, like it's every big say. release that's come out in the past like ten years. So. <laughs> <laughs> what have no, you been know. playing? I mean, well, that's the thing. He has been playing those games. Yeah, most of these I have played. Like the ones I haven't played are like Wolf Among Us. Um, the Tomb Raider reboots and Life is Strange. I think those are really the only ones that I haven't played at least some of. You um, started Hellblade? Yes. I got you like an hour in. The Wolf Among Us? Did, wasn't there a whole thing where um, Telltale's games like dropped off? Um, the company. You may not have been able to purchase them, but I had that one already. So I don't think it took it away from me. But okay. honestly, I never checked. It's see. on. Well, the Wolf Among Us is on Steam, so it maybe yeah. the rights got sorted out, and now everything's back well, up. Whoever the new company is that's Telltale now, they have the rights to the Wolf Among Us. But I think it was resolved before even that. Where like it, some of those games were off the stores, but then I, I think are back, or maybe some of the ones that Telltale owned flat out are mm-hmm. gone for good. And I don't know. We'd have to do some research to actually sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think red dead two on your list is another one because mm-hmm. like 
that's a game that just gets better as you play, at least from a story perspective. Yeah. And so that that's a pretty good one. A lot of these uh, aren't too bad, though. Divinity 2 stands out. Um, yeah. Just because, like, you've played D&D yeah. a whole bunch, right? Dylan, yeah. Like, yeah. Dylan's a, you know, Tom likes The Witcher, but I've always gotten that, like, traditional RPG vibe from Dylan. Yeah. Um, and Divinity 2, it just, it plays so much like a board game, especially mm-hmm. in the combat. That's like the, like, it's got everything you would want in a game. Yeah. Like, I, I've really enjoyed, like, I basically got to the point where I finished, like, that first Prisoner Island thing. Um, and then I must have picked something else up and just haven't gotten back to it. That That's but, the one that I kick myself the most for, like, Mm-hmm. not playing through again because that one really of course i was in college and so i had more free time uh, but that one really grabbed me and that was mm-hmm. it was like an 80 hour deal yeah see and that's that's the tripping point is it's like every almost all of these are like you're going to be spending like 40 to 80 hours on and i'm like i don't know that i have that kind of time and attention span so <laughs> yeah that's funny have you played from- through any of the Tomb Raider games? You've got like so, so those series the, on there. Yeah, those ones, my girlfriend played through them all. And so I've watched parts of it or seen bits and pieces of it. And I think I've beat the final boss of the first and the third one for her. But it's always one that I was like, I want to go through and experience these for myself Um, Because realistically, I'm not going to go buy a PlayStation to play Uncharted. And so these are as close to Uncharted as I will get for that. Um, In general, I like Laura Croft. And like, I don't know, I just like the exploring aspects of it. Um, So it's one that I I feel like I would like and I want to go through and actually like play the story for myself. So that one's that one's probably the one that i would say is on my list as a backlog game but it's it always gets bumped down because i always am like well i've seen the game i've Mm -hmm. played some bits and pieces of it i just want to play it for myself Mm -hmm. as opposed to a lot of these other ones where it's like i haven't gotten to like the cool parts so um so what about your list aubrey (laughs) yeah What are are some of the more egregious ones on your list, in your opinion? Um, probably Spider-Man probably ranks up there. Mm -hmm. I started it. I got a good mm, 10-ish hours into it. And then The Sims 4 was on sale on the PlayStation, (laughs) which is a terrible medium to play it on. But I bought it anyway because it was $5. Um. And kind of like Dylan with Tomb Raider, I watched um, Jacksepticeye play Spider-Man. So, like, I'd seen the whole plot, seen the ending. I didn't watch the DLC. But it's just like, I, I know how that ends, so I'm kind of okay with not going back to that for now. And partly because it was my first game on the PlayStation. So the control scheme was different from the Xbox, which I was used to, or even from, like, a Nintendo product so with the quick time events it's like press square i'm having to look down at the controller and like okay which <laughs> one's square so that one's kind of a standout that i do want to get back to um uncharted obviously if you buy a playstation you should play the uncharted series uh, i started one and stalled out pretty hardcore i think i was playing on like normal like i wasn't on easy difficulty i was on normal and mm-hmm. the combat it's just it's <sighs> Is dated would be the word for it. It's not really smooth and there's no target assist as far as I could tell, which evidently I desperately need. <laughs> so um and Caleb recommended I just play two. Like just mm-hmm. you know, twos when they start becoming like really, you know, really essential. So I may eventually go back to that. Um I did manage to push my way through the first one but yeah i will say that it's it's got some really frustrating gameplay decisions in that first game there's these sections you drive a jet ski and (laughs) 
you have to shoot like exploding barrels while you're on the jet ski and it controls horrible and the shooting's bad and it's like unintuitive and like the whole experience was frustratingly difficult because it was janky and i was almost almost put it down but it's just like once i started i have to beat it <laughs> yeah you and i, I are, are we not were, like that in that way thought we were talking about mass effect one for a second there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Assassin's Creed Origins is kind of personally um, kind of a dark spot because I am probably 20 to 25 hours into that game. Mm-hmm. Like I committed lots of evenings for like a solid week, putting in like five hours or so a night. And I was excited to get back into it. And I, you know, had really gotten on a roll. And then I just hit a wall with some, some like mission or something just wasn't working. And it was late at night and I was really tired and I was like, okay, enough. Like Mm -hmm. I, this is not relaxing to me right now. And that's kind of what I want games to be. So that one I do feel kind of bad about because I did already put so much time into it. And I know it's so high on your list, Andrew, as far as Assassin's Creed games go. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to start Odyssey until I finish Mm -hmm. Origins, even though they're not even remotely related. Yeah. I mean, really, Assassin's Creed has diverged so much at this point, but it feels bad to leave like a half-finished one hanging out there and then that starting was, a new one. That was my Be- issue, too. Because I really was enjoying Origins. I just I just hit a wall and didn't, didn't want to keep going on it. Um, mm-hmm. And now you're at that point where it's like, okay, this is why, like... This is why I don't like to have a bunch of games going at once because now you got to go back to Assassin's Creed 30 hours in and be like, okay, what what does what? Where was I? What's going on? Or you just start over or mm-hmm. insert. Like for me, especially with like a story game or a game like Assassin's Creed to a certain extent or Bloodborne where it's like very combat heavy, mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to lose the muscle memory and then have to go back in and relearn it when I'm at like high level areas with mm-hmm. tough enemies mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dylan. I was just going to say, I, I recently crossed the Assassin's Creed Origins off of my backlog list. Um, I haven't beat the DLC, but I did beat like the main story. And mine was kind of like that go back after 30 hours and try to remember where I was. I did feel like Origins... I remembered enough about Bayek and his story to know like, okay, we're working for Cleopatra and we're doing this and we're trying to find who killed his son. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I, I knew enough about the story where I wasn't lost in it, but the combat I was terrible at. It actually forced me to play it more like a stealth game <laughs> as opposed to just running in and trying to kill everything. So um, just because I was not a huge fan of I couldn't remember like the combat and trying to learn it. I was not a huge fan of. And so I was just like, well, I'll just stealth in and kill everything. And that way I don't have to do combat. So, well, that's a kind of a good transition to another thing I wanted to kind of talk about is maybe what are some games that sat in your backlog for a while? Like you would consider them backlog games that you have that you actually Mm -hmm. recently played or beat. I have some on my list that I played and didn't like, so I, but I still put them on my list. But um, and when I say recently, I mean I'm being generous with recently. Like some of these I tried within like the last year or so, but they haven't. Like when I say like um, Night in the Woods, I played mm-hmm. like I tried it a while ago and I removed it from my backlog because I wasn't enjoying it and. So I was like, well, I'm not actually going to play this. So now it's not a backlog game anymore because I tried it. It wasn't my thing. Aww. But, but so like I, I did the same thing with Inside, which is like one of those shorter games. And it's like an indie game you hear so much about. And I did like that and I beat it. Um, I did the same thing with the Telltale Batman games. Um, State of Decay 2, which we've talked about quite a bit. That was in my backlog for ever since I've had game pass, I had that installed cause I was like, I want to try it. And then finally got around to it, really liked it. And then we, I've already mentioned uncharted and uh, bloodborne Bloodborne's my biggest one. Cause not only did I play it and beat it, I really enjoyed it. And it like right now it might be my number two game, like favorite game. And after I beat it, I just fell into like a YouTube spiral of, <laughs> like lore and story secrets and characters and like what all what it all means because even though i rolled credits i still 
only vaguely knew what was going on. Welcome to Dark Souls. And I wanted to know more. <laughs> and then you sent me that link for those comics, and I bought those comics. <laughs> and I'm reading, it's the first comic I've read in a long time, and it's Bloodborne comics. <laughs> so do any of you guys have anything like that where it was sitting in your backlog for a while, and you tried it, didn't like it, and removed it, or you tried it and enjoyed it? recently maybe be like for you origins dylan yeah origins was probably one state of decay 2 i would consider one mm-hmm. um i played a bunch of state of decay 2 like when it first came out but i didn't ever like complete one of the playthroughs um and so i've recently like i recently got back into that and played through that and actually like rolled credits and completed something on it nice i think those are the two main ones that i can think of off the top of my head um a lot of the other stuff i is still sitting in the backlog (laughs) for me what about you joe uh diablo 3 actually um like i had played diablo like through the story which Mm -hmm. is an underwhelming experience and i had never really engaged (laughs) with the seasonal play which is kind of the main attraction for that just because it's like you can keep going after you beat the story and like up your power levels but it's just kind of like there's no variation whereas in the seasons there's some little bit of less a little twist that mm-hmm. keeps it fresh uh but i'd always steered away from it because just of the like information overload um once you get up once you're maxed out and you're trying to like complete sets and then upgrade your gear and there's this thing called Kanai's cube that mm-hmm. you use to like upgrade your gear but it's not really there's like seven different tabs in that thing and it's not really clear when you're supposed to use each one mm-hmm. yeah like what's worth it because they name uh, them all something weird yeah the, the names don't really like explain what they do um and then you're like how do i know what skills i'm supposed to all that and so finally i buckled down i pulled up a build and played it veins (laughs) yep and then started like okay got the set okay i need to get these legendaries okay to get the legendaries all i do is i run like these two things over and over and those give me money that i can use to buy rolls and once all that fell into place and you're just like oh all i'm doing is just buying rolls and then anything that's not like these two specific pieces i just chuck i don't have to like worry about like hoarding stuff and then it's all clicked into place and i've got oh this is actually fun and then like the next season i'll make a character like a different class and Mm -hmm. like try it again now that i actually know what i'm doing yeah nice because that's the fun one that i still go back to on most seasons and just like Cause you can play through like the seasonal content up to the point where it's given you all the cosmetic rewards pretty quick. Like you can usually do that in about a week or quicker. Um, but then if you're like trying to push to like the like heroic content, essentially that can take longer. I usually skip that part of it, but it's a fun little like thing to go in and do um, for like a week at a time, which is again, something that gets in the way of me actually playing my games that are in my backlog because I keep going back to Diablo eventually. I've heard that Diablo 3 is actually one of the, I don't want to say one of the few, but one of the games that has a really excellent Switch port as well. So if something you could do on the go too if you had it on Switch. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, what about you? Any games that you've checked off your backlog recently? Not really. I'll I'll pick up a silly little thing that's on sale and play it for... For a while, um, shoot, um, I like, yeah, I've been playing Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, which is a game we played as kids and mm-hmm. beat years ago. Good game, holds up, obviously Excellent very game. simplistic compared to today, but it's just, I love the walk cycles, replaying it. Can I just gush on Sphinx for a minute? Sure. It is so like an early aughts, like cartoony, fun game. Like there's no interest in making them walk like real human beings at all. Like the characters <laughs> walk cycles. Everyone has their own and they're all ridiculous. <laughs> the mummy is adorable and goofy and ridiculous. Sphinx has the upper body strength of 
a demigod. It's just, it's, it makes no apologies for what it is and like throws itself as wholeheartedly into it as it could have with like the, the time and skill that they had. Mm. Oh gosh. And just nails it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, as far as like stuff in my backlog, I, I'll pick up something cheap that's like only a four or five hour game and play through that. Because evidently I'm still scared of commitment and committing <laughs> to a, a 60 hour game. Yeah. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to close this one out with? Any more thoughts or comments on backlogs? Anything mm. we forgot to mention? Not that I can think of. As we've been talking, I've been adding more and more to my list of games that I need to complete from my backlog. <laughs> I will say that ultimately games are supposed to be fun. So. If you're having fun, you're doing it right. You know, there's, mm-hmm. you're not, you don't have to, there's no really like wrong way to play games. So this is just, yeah. this kind of a silly fun thing that like gamers in the industry always talk about. It's, you know, you, everybody has their backlog cause there's more good games than hours in a day. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, ultimately if you just like playing wow or the Witcher over and over, you know, you're doing it right. Cause you're having fun. Yeah, you're valid. Yeah, that's, that's how I've cut down on like the backlog of you know. There's some every once in a while there'll be a game that comes out that everyone talks about, and I should go. Okay, I should try it just to see what people are talking about. But generally, I've, I've hit a point where I go, I know what I like, and if a game looks like something that I like, then I'll get it, and if it doesn't, then I won't feel like I have to. Um, and I, and I keep in mind too that like when when those sales come up and you know I've got stuff on my Steam wish list and there's like four things on sale. If none of them seem particularly appealing at the time, then I may just completely miss that sale. Mm-hmm. Just because for me, I I would rather just have a, a cleaner library and not have that pressure of like oh I've got to play this. Right. Like I'm I'm comfortable with the fact that rating for twelve hours a week prevents me from playing other games but i'd rather raid than like i play another telltale game so yeah and saving you money i mean just 15 bucks a month to get you know 48 hours of content as opposed to no i don't raid 12 hours a week i raid nine hours a week stories changing 36 hours of content (laughs) (laughs) i was Trying to do math in my head, we three hour raid three times a week. It's yeah, it's sort of a tangent, but it still kind of surprises me that they can charge fifteen dollars a month in this day and age. I mean, if you're the best, you can charge whatever you want. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah. Well, the trade off I think is that the companies like cosmetic microtransactions and loot boxes and all of the, those have replaced subscription models mm-hmm. and i think wow knows that people wouldn't go for that um but it is it is a live game like mm-hmm. i i don't know what their spreadsheets look like i'm imagining that just expansion sales doesn't keep their entire team employed for you know as as big as the wow team is um mm. and as big as the battle net you know there are there's hundreds of people who work on just the back end for Battle.net and like they don't make any like they don't bring any money in but you know they do important work and need to get paid mm-hmm. so if they're not going to do it with microtransactions and wow then they'll stick with subscriptions don't they have microtransactions though like you have to pay to transfer a character and yeah you can pay to like buy elite mounts and stuff like that yeah, they do have some paid mounts that mm-hmm. like nobody buys um and you do yeah you do pay for like transfers and all that. Um, I don't know if I'd call those microtransactions considering the cheapest is, I think, 10 bucks for a race change. Yeah, so yeah. it's not micro. Uh, it's not micro. <laughs> it's yeah. just a transaction. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine that those are systems too that are like in the game that they can do, but like not enough people are using them to to justify like cutting out subscriptions or cutting down subscriptions so yeah i mean i don't think they've had issues with people being like you can't charge 15 bucks a month in this day and age we're leaving 
Yeah. So, like, why mess with a good thing? Yeah. Well, and isn't I could be wrong. I haven't kept up, but like, isn't the first? Is it sixty levels or is it eighty? Is like free to play now? Is that? Am I wrong on that? Or no, you're okay. So you can get the starter edition, which is the first twenty or thirty levels completely free. Okay. Um, and then from they might have upped that cap since I last tried it, but it's something like that. But then you buy the base game, which is everything up to level 110 for mm-hmm. like 20 bucks. And then you get the most recent expansion for 30 or 40. Yeah. Cause like it, overall, like if you take out the $15 a month and just like, if you're seriously playing, wow, you're getting your money's worth out of the subscription, you know? Yeah. But overall, I mean, it's not a bad deal. I keep looking at it, but I know that my backlog would never get checked off if I played WoW again. So. <laughs> it still won't, but uh, thanks for bringing oh, okay. it back around anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, unless anybody else has anything else to say on that, let's move on to our question time segment. So question time is the segment where we answer a question. Shocking. Now, you can email us. You can send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram. You can comment on a post, whatever. I also have been asking on Instagram and like the story and stuff, reminding people, hey, you can send us a question and we'll we'll answer it on the podcast. If that doesn't happen, though, we'll pull it from like Twitter or um Reddit or something, maybe we saw one somewhere else online and thought, oh, that'd be a fun one to answer on the podcast. So this week, we did have someone write in or answer my call on Instagram, and it is at Tank Top Nanner. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're allowed to laugh at that name. I think it's supposed to be funny. I <laughs> hope so. Anyways, I, mean, I don't feel like you refer to a banana as a nanner and don't expect a little, <laughs> a little bit of a laugh. Yeah, and then put a tank top on it. I'm pretty sure it has sunglasses too. But anyways, the question is, what titles are you excited about for the new console generation? And this one was tough for me because a lot of what's been announced is going to be on this generation as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we want to count those and be like, I'm excited to play Cyberpunk when it's ported to next gen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I could be wrong, but has anything officially been announced as not coming to Xbox One and PlayStation 4? Yes. One of those games during the Xbox event, I saw a tweet where they like flat out said this can't be this can't be made for the like old consoles. It's a Series mm-hmm. X exclusive. Okay. I can't remember which of those. I think it was the like really creepy looking Medium. one that, that we don't know anything about. Or Scorn. Scorn, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I sh- I should have I should have saved that tweet so I could refer to it. Yeah. And then there was uh, Godfall, right? Which was announced at the Game Awards. PlayStation. They said PS5 on that one. It was like the first PS5 gameplay we had seen. Yeah, but have they said it won't be on the four? No, but I'm assuming that yeah. they were making a statement by saying PS5. And I feel like with PlayStation, yeah. it's going to be different. Like Xbox mm. has come out and said a lot of your stuff you can still play on your current hardware for like the next year or two. But PlayStation, yeah. I think, is still going to be kind of in the old mindset where if you want to play it on this, like they're going to have their new PS5 games and they're going to make mm-hmm. you want to, they're going to have a PS5 version of the PS4 games. Yeah. Just hand the win to Microsoft Sony. Just do it. <laughs> but so. yeah, I don't know like specifically for like Godfall, if there will be, yeah. if it'll be kind of like a, you know, shadows mm-hmm. of Mordor, a black flag situation where there's two versions and one just is cruddier. So this is kind of a tricky question. Cause like you said, yeah. the lines are muddy right now and we haven't had a, like a blowout of this mm-hmm. is the big PlayStation five slash xbox series x game that you need to buy the console for yeah because in microsoft's camp they're like probably early june or early july like early july i think is when they're doing the series x or microsoft first party games and so we'll probably know by then Mm -hmm. 
like if they're going to come to both systems or not. Um, cause they'll talk about like halo and, and that kind of stuff. Um, which is halo is coming to Xbox one, but like we may get a better idea of like, are they developing stuff that's not going to run on? So for, at least for myself, I feel like I'm going to answer this question just kind of assuming that next gen will be kind of both gens. Yeah, I, I'm in order to actually have an answer, I'm going to have to yeah do like Cyberpunk is going to be mm-hmm. playable on Series X with the smart delivery. Yeah. And so that's probably my answer. Um, because like PlayStation, like they have a really solid lineup of PlayStation 4 games that they're trying to like market really heavily right now before they start talking about PlayStation 5 stuff, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think they're waiting for Last of Us and Ghost to be out before they're like and now here's what we have for ps5 yeah so just yeah pick a game that you're excited for on that will probably be on next gen because that's the other thing is like the stuff they have announced none of it's really like gotten me excited yet Mm -hmm. i haven't seen anything that's like ooh, wow i really i need to buy a series x for that where like they haven't announced say if like last of us was a ps5 Mm -hmm. game or cyberpunk like nothing of that level has been announced yet at least not for me so what about you guys cyberpunk obviously um also i don't know i feel like a lot of the other stuff that i'm super excited about like halo is an xbox one game that'll likely be on the series x as well Mm -hmm. um so i am excited about that um but a lot of the stuff i feel like is stuff that hasn't really been announced like whatever bioware is doing like either a rumored knights of the old republic reboot or a rumored like dragon age 4 i would look forward to both of those um jedi fallen order 2 like whatever that that'll come out on a next gen system yeah i guess that's a good that's a good way to frame it too you could do something that you know is you know is super likely to come out on next gen like yeah god of war 2 or something yeah, like there hasn't been a ton of like first Elden Ring, I guess, is mm-hmm. probably my biggest one just because I'm a fan of FromSoft games and that one looks pretty cool. So cool. Aubrey, do you have anything? Hellblade Senua Saga. Yeah, we don't know if that'll be on both, but they did advertise it for the Series X reveal. So mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. So I, I don't one. know if I would go so far as to call it maybe a launch title, but it might be. Um, well, yeah, but that wasn't necessarily the question. So I think that was actually a good one that I completely forgot about. But I'm su- I'm super hyped for that. I would buy a Series X to play the new Hellblade if it was exclusive to the Series X. Nice. Mm-hmm. Joe? Maybe Halo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be excited for the new Halo, <laughs> but 3 for 3 has just been all over the place. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. It may be... I would definitely would not buy a Series X just for Halo, mm-hmm. um, which I think will it may be one of those cross border yeah titles. Anyways, um, oh, it definitely is. It's definitely going to be playable on your Xbox One. It may even mm-hmm. be on PC. Who knows? So I will <laughs> probably get it soon after it comes out just to see. But yeah, I think that's the closest in terms of like next gen things I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well. Thank you again to Tank Top Nanner for that question. <laughs> Thank you for making me say your name out loud. And uh, let's move on to the Game Pass report. So this week, it's Dylan's turn Yep, to report something from Game Pass. What you got, Dylan? So the game I've been playing is Ace Combat 7. Um, I have not played any of the other Ace Combat games. So um, can you follow the story? I, as far as I can tell, <laughs> the story is not... Like, I don't know. It, it starts with, like, the world is at peace, and then, like, it goes back to war. So, like, <laughs> it's entirely possible that the countries that are now at peace, previous games had them, like, fighting and stuff. Um, from what I've played so far, which has been, like, six or seven missions... It hasn't, I don't know how many missions there are total, but there haven't been like things that I didn't get because of like not having played past games. It doesn't seem like a very story heavy game. 
Yeah. Um, like there's there's the story like the cutscenes and stuff look really good. Um <laughs> and the story is like semi interesting. It's your typical like sort of anime story almost of like here are these two countries that are named something that vaguely sounds like uh, a real world place, but you know, for legal reasons is not a real world place. <laughs> um, and there was like a mission where like the president died or something and they blamed the character in the game for it. And like, so f- essentially the story so far is like, you're a group of prisoners that is at a base that's designed to be like a decoy base. And they have you like fly missions, but they're kind of like jerks to you <laughs> the entire time. So what's the gameplay like? So your gameplay is your, your typical, like, um, you know, flight gameplay. I've got it set to like the more easy mode. Um, so I don't know like, or the more easy control scheme. So it, for me, it's more of like an arcadey, mm-hmm. um, style of, of flight. I don't know. I haven't messed around with like the other uh, control scheme. So it's possible it might be a little bit more simulation esque as much as you can on like a, a controller mm-hmm. uh, may have like controls like elite dangerous or something. If you set it to that. So that it's like control scheme. It's mostly dog fights and stuff. Yeah, it's dog fighting. I've got it set to third person. Cause I just prefer that. Um, I think you can do first person though. Um, you do your loadout. There's a ton of different planes in the game that you can, you know, all, all mostly, you know, current gen ish type of planes too. And you just, you know, kind of fly around. They give you some missions. You do a dogfight. The main enemy that you're fighting is like these drones that come on like this giant Avengers esque helicarrier sort of thing. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's a series that I've always wanted to like dip my toe into and play around with because I like sort of the arcadey dogfighting type of games. Mm-hmm. Like I loved Rogue Squadron back in the day. And there haven't been a ton of games that I've had access to. You know, like a lot of the games are kind of shifting more in that elite dangerous sort of flight simulator direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this has been fun to just kind of have like a more arcadey type of experience that's not just like goofy. Um, well, the story's goofy, but like there have been some more like cartoony type of games out there, I think, that I've kind of just ignored. And you know, I like the sort of aerial dogfighting combat, but you know, trying to do it in like a battlefield game takes like 40 hours just to learn how to fly the freaking plane. So, (laughs) this is uh, this is a nice compromise, and I've been enjoying it, I've been having fun with it. Um, it's one that'll probably get added to my backlog of stuff that I eventually want to finish, but I don't know if I'll get distracted and not finish it. Uh, but it's been fun. Um, so if you're interested in sort of the, uh, like if you're not interested in like a, a flight sort of dogfighting arcade style air combat game, there is no other part of this game. <laughs> um, like that is it. There's not like a part where it's an RPG. There's not a part where it's, uh, you know, you walk around and you do some sort of stealth mission. It's, it's all air combat. So if you're not interested in that, this is probably not the game for you. Uh, but if you are kind of interested in that, um, give it a shot. I think it's pretty cool. It's free on game pass. There is a multiplayer component that I haven't touched just because that doesn't seem fun to me. Um, <laughs> So, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's Ace Combat 7. So, so that game, that style of game doesn't screw with your motion sickness. Not in third person. First person was a little bit like that. Um, so I changed it to third person and I just prefer the third person camera right. angle anyway. But if I was first person camera angle, I do think it would mess with my like motion sickness stuff. Hmm, that's cool. But yeah, third, third person doesn't do that to me. So nice. Cool. So check it out if flying around and shooting stuff sounds fun. If you had to put a number on it, what would you say? Like a 7.5? Yeah, I'd probably give it like a solid 7.5 where I'm at right now. Um, Like uh, just for the type of game it is, I think it's great. Like if you're only comparing it to like other air, you know, dogfighting games, probably like a 9 or a 10. If you're comparing it to like everything else out there, 7.5 I think is fair, you know, like cool if you like those kind of games i think you'll really like it if you don't like those kind of games it's still a decent story 
game. It seems fun. So try it out. Yeah. Nice. Well, now let's go ahead and move into our closing game for this episode. So the closing game this week, I get to host it. I feel like it's been a while. And I am falling back on probably one of my favorite games that we play, which I call Synonym Roll. So Yay. we did do this one virtually, I think, like the first time we tried it. So it should work okay. But just to kind of simplify it, um, I don't know. Do you guys want to try it with the raise your hand or do you want to try it? Just shout it out. We can raise I, I like just blurting it out. We'll okay. see if we have too much overlap. The idea is I took game titles and then I looked up the, the words of the title into thesaurus.com, found synonyms for those words, and then I will read them out. And whoever can guess the actual game title first gets the point. Now, I will say there are some, there's a, a little bit of unique, I guess, criteria for this one. Some of these games haven't released yet. Okay. And some mm. of them are like uh, pretty new if they have. I tried to look for more like upcoming games this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a theme to the games Ooh. I chose. So at the end, if you think you know what the theme is, don't don't shout it out to the end. At the end, I'll ask if you know what it is. And if you do know what it is, I'll award you, I don't know, like, should I do two points or should I do something crazy like five points? Because it could bring How you back. How obscure do you think this theme is? It's not very obscure, but like if you get it, it could bring you back from the brink kind of thing. Or it could just mm-hmm. be like maybe an extra two to push you over the edge. A whole five. That's some like Mario Party level. Like <laughs> yeah. the AI yeah. who did nothing all game like suddenly wins. All right. So we'll do two. We'll just give you an extra like. Yeah. You'll get a, I- a double your normal points for guessing. Now are we... Is does only one point or one person get the theme points, or are we all like texting you our answers and you can give us whoever gets it and the points? Hmm, that's a good point. I didn't think about that because I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, for the theme, I'll let you all throw out one guess. Mm-hmm. And then after you've all made a guess, I'll tell you if anybody got it right. Okay. Does that sound like it'll work? Yeah. All righty. So without further ado, let me pull up my games here. All right. Game one. Cog Course. Cog Gears course. Tactics. You got it, Joe. Uh, I've been meaning to install that. I've heard good things. All right. Next. Confess Me Cause. Tell me why. You got it, Dylan. That's a game? Yep. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> It's the one where they go back to like their hometown and are trying to solve some sort of, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, number three, high tech delinquent. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. That's a point for Aubrey. (laughs) Man, I might've made these too easy. We'll see. Phenomenons retaliators. Marvel's Avengers. Marvel's Avengers. Another point for Joe. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have told you that they were all upcoming. <laughs> I feel like that might have limited you. Know, like you have a smaller <laughs> pool to pull from. <laughs> yeah. Well, retaliator is a specific yeah. word. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got with this next one. Futile champion. Fiber lullaby. Fiber lullaby. Yep. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Hollow Knight Silk Song. <laughs> Joke's offended that no he didn't idea. get that. <laughs> it sounds so obvious after Dylan yeah. says it, but I just like look at that like, what? Yeah, you got to latch on to like that one word that you can kind of figure out, and then like go from there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see if you can do that with Overseer Horde. Overseer Horde. Oh man. Watchdogs um, Legion? Uh, Watchdogs yeah. Legion. Point for Aubrey. I think I know what the theme is. <laughs> I think you might too. Next. 
feel like I might have spelled this word wrong. Gallantly Delinquency 2. Bravely Default. Bravely Default 2. That was fast. Dang. Yeah. Gobbery's about to run away with it. <laughs> All right, let me see if I can say this one. <laughs> Beast the Cataclysm Dirt Hemoglobin. Werewolf the Apocalypse. <laughs> 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 And that's so many colons in your mouth. Yeah, I know. All right. How about Magnificent Colossal Ground Orb 2? Oh, my word. Magnificent. No looking at your phone, Aubrey. I'm looking at my iPad. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ground Orb. What number did you say it was? Two. Magnificent. Super. Mario. Mm-hmm. Magnificent Colossal Ground Orb 2. You guys need a hint? Maybe. Yeah, my my brain is firing on half a cylinder right now. It's a sports game. Super Mega S- Baseball. Three? Two? Three. Super Mega Baseball 2. Two. Oh, see? Like, that, that popped into my brain, but it wasn't upcoming. So that... That threw me. I thought they were all upcoming. <laughs> no, I said some of them are recent releases or most like recently came out. Uh oh. Super Mega Baseball 3 did come out recently. I accidentally deleted my note, but I found it again. <laughs> well, that's good. We've got. 2 came out so long ago. We were playing that when we were building your house. Oh, is it 3 that recently came out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I put the wrong number then. You ruined the theme. I know. Oh, well. Pretend it was three. (laughs) You guys ready for the next one? Yep. Yep. Thoroughfare of Fury 4. Streets of Rage 4. Another point for Dylan. Pit Technique Cell. What? Say that again. Pit Technique Cell. Minecraft Dungeons. Minecraft Dungeons. Aubrey running away with it. (laughs) And that was it. I thought I had one more. That was the last one. So, Aubrey, you guess last. Okay. What do you guys think the theme is? Joe. I feel like Joe probably has the least I like amount of ideas. Yeah. Based, based I, on um, how the game went there towards the end. Uh, I, this, this is not my week. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with these are all games that come came out or will come out on the xbox okay dylan what do you think it is i think it's games that are coming from our fantasy critic league and aubrey yeah it's all games that we picked on the fantasy critic Uh yeah that's it so to be i didn't know that right away i was just like i don't know any games that are coming out i'm gonna have to reference the fantasy critic and then you did so the final score, Aubrey 7, Dylan 6, Joe 2. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty proud of how that went. Yeah. You did have a bit of a crutch, but we'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. That Minecraft Dungeons game comes out soon, too. It comes out in like two weeks. Caleb will get some points on the board. Yeah, if it actually does come out. Isn't that one they've been weird about the date with ever since it was announced? Uh, I thought they had announced that it was coming out end of May. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like they have been saying end of May, but never put a day on it. Yeah. but (laughs) How many points do y'all think I'm going to get for SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated? Probably more than I think it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't. That's a tough one. I think you, you'll get a few, but I don't think it's going to be amazing. But I could be yeah. wrong. Hey, what you, what is our unannounced game uh, policy that's preventing me from putting in a bid for Paper Mario, the Origami King? I don't think it's our policy. I think it's the website because it's been okay. officially announced. So there shouldn't be any reason why we can't. Because I tried to do yeah. the same thing. So you better be prepared to spend some money, Dylan. I am. Okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> Before we just run off into just normal conversation, let's wrap this one up. 
Anybody else have anything else they want to say in closing? Uh, no, I was going to say maybe we should give an update on our how what we're doing for our news and summer stuff, but we'll have another two of those come out before this comes out. So yeah, we can update it uh, in one yeah. of those. Cool. I have strong feelings about the Unreal Five announcement, but going to get into some real nerdy ass territory. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to listen to that. Well, we're going to cover it in an episode that you probably will yeah. have heard before this one. So it looked super cool. All right, let's wrap it up. This has been another episode of level playing field. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Joe. And thank you, Aubrey for joining me. I'm Andrew Kimball and I've been your host. I want to thank everyone for checking us out. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and most importantly, sharing us with your friends. Just a quick reminder that if you have questions, topic suggestions, criticism, or a question for the specific segment based on questions, email us at lpfgamespodcast at gmail.com with anything you think can make the show better. Say goodbye or see ya, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> goodbye and see ya. <laughs>